Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going, dude? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I'm serving you um, a full Kathleen Turner today. Killer mom? No. Stepmom? I was going to say, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. That is wrong. Serial mom. Serial mom. mom. Yeah, just because I was just telling you before we started to record that I'm doing a little show right now. And it is very vocally heavy. Lots of singing. Lots of fun singing. But it's fun because it's like. Penguins and popping the penguins. We are here and popping them penguins. We pop those penguins. But it takes place in 1937. So the music is super like. Very jazzy, like, but it's also like, like, you know, super, it's, it's a lot and it's, it's children's theater. So like I was telling you, I just got to be at the top of my voice all the time. Just belting for the penguin Jesus. Exactly. She's going to be husky today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, uh, I did a little bit of yoga today Lovely. Uh, i've been doing it for a, a little bit these days to keep my noodle in a healthy place it's been nice mm, yeah much needed uh, and uh cleaning human poop from outside uh, my <laughs> my can you give us just a little recap just a little recap so very quickly friends and family i uh take I, a deep breath everybody Maybe a sip of water. <laughs> this will be a little gross. Uh, I I live on a first floor apartment, which is towards the back of a building where the garbage cans are right behind. And uh, I don't have AC because that's just who I am. I can't change who I am. She's a gal from Nicaragua. I'm a gal from a hot country. I like a fan. AC, what the fuck is that? Yo prefiero un abanico porque a mí me gusta la brisa. I like the air, the breeze, mm -hmm. circulation. And I'm in my room and I'm like, oh, the garbage outside is particularly stinky. And uh, long story short, ladies and gentlemen, somebody took a huge flaming dump on <laughs> in between the garbage cans outside of my fucking flaming dump. It might as well have been fucking <laughs> flaming. And I had to clean it up because, you know, it was sitting right underneath my bedroom window and I wasn't going to let my house be permeated with fucking poop smell. Ew. So, you know, a bitch put on their big girl panties and went out there and fucking cleaned human poop. Now, listen, I was a dog walker for several years, so I've picked up by horrible things. Barfs, poops, all of it. I've seen monstrosities come out of animal buttholes, okay? And so I just had to channel my inner dog walker again and grab three plastic bags to just fucking... I When I tell you it was... Have you seen that? You must have seen that episode of Broad City where... Abby clogs the toilet and Ilana is like, don't worry, dude, I fucking got you. And yes, she like, of course. Mm -hmm. that was me 
Yeah. But like not secretive because literally the lady from the next door <laughs> building was like, I see. She's Ecuadorian. She's like, yo, vi, estaba hediondo. And I'm like, yeah, hediondo, right? And I'm here cleaning it because some fucking asshole. Could you lend me a hand, ho? What the hell? She, she goes, ah, la próxima vez que saque la manguera, I'll spray it. I'm like, can you fucking suck on now? la manguera now, ho? Jeez. <laughs> But I dumped a bunch of fabuloso on top of that shit, and quite literally, and um, mm-hmm. and now I'm scarred. I could I couldn't even tell you that I'm scarred for life. It's just New York living, baby. New York fucking city. First of all, <laughs> so proud of you, like a good Latina, just dousing it in fabuloso. You gotta the purple stuff. <laughs> Come on now, and also don't fucking do this, people. Don't- shit in people's fucking areas dude come Come on on. let's just not do this all right don't be a fucking asshole yeah all right so we're here today on that (laughs) note let's talk scary movies so it was my pick today and uh it's been a while since we've been to argentina although this movie was filmed this is a montevideo jam yeah girl it is an Argentina movie, pero filmed in Uruguay. So the movie I picked is Virus 32, which is a movie from 2022. So she's fresh. Fresh baby. And she's on Shutter. So watch it. It's out there. Watch it. Yeah. And then listen to this episode. So this movie was written by Huma Fode and Gustavo Hernández Ibáñez. And directed by Gustavo Hernández Ibáñez. Now, do we recognize this name? Well, I did not recognize the name until I was like, let's do some trivia. Uh-huh. Welcome back to the main stage. Gustavo <laughs> Hernández Ibáñez, who directed La Casa Muda. Correcto. Amazing. Which, I mean, that was a lot. We covered that one. Quite a while ago. I'm going to say like within our first 20 episodes. Yeah. And it was a good one. It was full of. Oh, my gosh. Full of jumps and spooks. That's where voguing and fear came, everybody. That was the voguing voguing and fear. fear. That's where it began in fucking La Casa Muda, which is vogue in fear all over the place through that movie. Yes. Greta Uh, Garbo and Monroe. (laughs) Dietrich and DiMaggio. (laughs) Pretty sure we've made that joke. I think we did. (laughs) <laughs> I think we did. Uh, just Madonna nerds. Okay, so this is what we're going to talk about today. Do you have a synopsis for me? I sure do. Uh, now, I I think this is the description that Shudder gives, but I rented it through Amazon Prime. Like, oh. Amazon has a thing that has, like, through Shudder, whatever. Just because, even though I have your, your login for Shudder, I wanted to... Uh, because this is a this spoiler alert this is a zombie movie i don't know yeah. if we've said that yet but i was like i want to watch it in the big on my big screen rather sure. than my little screen so i was just like i'm just going to do the 7 day trial that prime offers you for shutter sure i was like i'm sure there's a way for me to figure out but i was like fuck it here's our synopsis a virus breaks out and a chilling massacre rages through the streets of Montevideo. Nice. Also, good choice to watch it on the big screen, I'd say, or the bigger screen. Yeah. Because 
Beautiful shots in this film. Oh really, really well shot. Very classic uh, Gustavo Hernandez Ibañez in that there are a lot of sweeping one-shot moments, yeah. like in Casa Muda, that I was like, particularly, and we'll get into it, but that the first segment, the cold open of this movie, you're just like, oh, one shot. One fucking shot. There's moments where yes. you can tell, like, oh, this is probably where they cut. But, like, it's smooth enough where you're like, this is a one-shot situation. Yeah. Convince me. Clean enough that you're like, it, it worked so, so well. Yeah, totally. All right. So before we get into that, first of all, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, five stars all around, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Thank you so much. And also... <laughs> I have a title of a horror movie for you. Titulo de terror. Yes, titulos de terror in Spanish and in Portuguese. So this movie gave me 28 Days Later vibes. Mm -hmm. Full through. A thousand percent. Full through. Highly, highly, heavily inspired by that movie, I think. Yeah. So 28 Days Later in Spanish is Exterminio. <gasps> Extermination? Wow, I'm surprised it's not 28 días después. Yeah. And in Portuguese, it is exterminio. Is that how we say it? You would say <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So wow. the same thing. Very simple title. Extermination. Yeah. Extermination. Fuck, fuck all of y'all. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about this movie, Virus 32. Here we go. So the movie begins, like Eileen said, with what I believe is called a long take. I looked this up. We're going to talk about it later in trivia, everybody. Very okay? nice. Okay. We are a film school, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was like, ah, this is, a, this is a tracking shot. A tracking shot. I wrote through all my notes. That is incorrect. This is absolutely Ooh. not a tracking okay. shot. Okay. Listen, right. guys, we can't be a film school yet. We're still learning. <laughs> uh, all right. So we see an older woman checking on her little bird in its cage, and she notices that this bird has no bird seed. So the camera follows her into the kitchen where she goes to grab some bird seed. And when she goes back to the cage, it's empty. Mm. So she walks further into her apartment and she finds her husband in front of the TV staring at the crushed dead bird that he just killed in yeah. his hands. And he's just sitting still, staring at it. Now, first thing I'm going to notice at this, I was like, there was blood on his mouth. Yeah, coming from his nose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never really, they don't show that the bird has been eaten or bitten. If anything, he's sitting and he's like, kind of like glazed over holding on to this bird. Yeah. But because there was blood on the mouth, I was like, oh, he ate the bird. Just sure. because like, you know, classic zombie move where we're trying to eat other things, yes. right? Yes. But you would think classic zombie movie, this man would be, you know, at a 10, raging, tearing out right. this bird, but he's just sitting there. Also, no, just sitting. A little bit of sangre coming out of the nose, just like... Look at this dead bird I crushed in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. The camera then tracks out tracks. See, I wrote it here. <laughs> <laughs> the camera then moves out into the street and to a car where we, where we meet 
Tata, this young girl, and Javi, her dad. Tata says, why can't I just stay with you? Mom doesn't want to spend time with me. And Javi responds, it's not that mom doesn't want to spend time with you. It's just hard for her. We have Mm. to help mom. And then the camera pans up to a balcony. Just still one shot. Still one shot. Sweeping and a swooping. (laughs) So the camera has uh, panned up to a balcony where we see this young woman, Nikki. She's out there on the balcony enjoying a cigarette. And then the. Oh, please. Uh huh. I'm so sorry, but Mm -hmm. I just want to make the note that, like, we've panned back up to the same building where the old man was sitting with the bird and the woman. And it seems as though it's like right next door to the apartment with the old woman and the old man. Yes. Very close by. Yes. So we see Nikki enjoying her cigarette and then the camera goes into Nikki's apartment. And this is where we meet Edis. And so Nikki and Edis are roommates. Iris, pero en español. Edis. Edis. So Nikki and Edis are gabbing about men and their plans for later as uh, Edis is getting ready for work. And so Edis seems to be like a hairdresser of sorts. Like she's even kind of working on Nikki's hair. Yeah. But she's getting ready for work and she seems to be wearing like security guard clothes. It almost looks like Hopper's uh, uniform from Stranger Things. (laughs) Sure. I mean, my first thought was like postal worker. But no, she's like. It's giving you like security guard vibes. Also, uh, Edie's is drinking rum and popping shots of booze and like Girl. having a fun time with Nikki, it seems. Abs- yeah, these are like two loosey goosey girls. I'm like in their early 20s, I'm going to say. These are young, young, young women. Gals. And at one point, Edie's to Nikki is like, hey, don't forget to put my scissors into my backpack. My backpack. I don't want to forget my scissors. Mm-hmm. And so as Edis is readying herself for work, she's looking in the mirror and she pulls out a little Polaroid. And in this Polaroid, we see that it's a picture of her with Javi, the guy that we just saw in the car outside and Tata. Yeah. And there's also a little boy in this mm-hmm. picture. Like so we toddler. discover here. Yeah, just a little guy. And so we discover here. Ah, OK. So Edis is Tata's mom. Got it. So the doorbell rings. Nikki goes to see who it is. And then Nikki comes back into Edis's room and she's like, girl, it's your daughter. No me meto. Like, <laughs> not my business. Yeah, I'm not trying to watch your kid. Because Nikki also was like, right before all this happened, she's like, ooh, I'm going to meet El Brasilero. And she's like, I'm getting laid tonight. I'm not, I'm not trying to watch your kid tonight, homie. I've got plans. Goodbye. Business to attend to. <laughs> so Edis comes out of her room and she finds Tata holding her bong, which she's like, nope, let me just, uh, <laughs> let me pull this away from you. Don't touch that. And Edis tells Tata, look, I love it when you come to visit, but I can't be with you today because I have to work. And Tata seems disappointed, but unsurprised. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cool, got it, used to it, cool. And then Javi comes in and we hear the neighbors yelling at each other. And Javi is even like, Parece que se están matando, is yeah, what you're he like, says. Uh-oh. Or maybe they are. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Javi says to Edis, listen, you need to step up your game and take care of your daughter. He kisses Tata goodbye. 
And Edie says like, okay, that's fine. You can leave Tata here, pero the minute you're done with whatever it is you're doing, come to the club, pick Tata up. So I noticed at this moment when, because she he's either going to take a test or something yeah. like that. She's like, tu examen, whatever. And so she's like, when you're done, come and pick pick us up. So there, there seems to be cariño there. Yeah, I was confused by this relationship because they don't live together. She lives here with Nikki. Entonces, this is what I wrote down. You can tell that, you know, this woman doesn't have her shit together, obviously. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which I found incredibly refreshing to see a woman be the fuck up in the story. Because always uh -huh. it's like going to be the a dad that's like, oh, shit, I got to pick up my kid and I got to yeah. whatever. Casi nunca se ve And you la show mujer. the woman being mm -hmm. like the pain in the ass, being like the nag, if you yeah, will, you know, exactly but here. That, you know, that's I didn't even think of that. The roles are reversed here. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it now, like because there's no little boy around you autumn from the picture. Yeah. You automatically are like, OK, I think maybe there was some loss here. Yes. And yeah. something happened here in this scene, which so far, this is all moving very quickly, too. Mm -hmm, so we're like mm -hmm. sweeping with the old people in the car. Mom doesn't want to see me. No, she we got to help mom. Oh, here's Nikki. I'm going to meet the Brasileño, but I got to get work. Bing bong. Here's the daughter. Pero tenés que cuidarla. Then los, los neighbors are los mm -hmm. neighbors mm -hmm. están matando. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, come pick us up. So we're getting very quick information really well delivered in mm -hmm. this like small amount and we still pick up like oh there was problems in the past she doesn't she hasn't dealt with it correctly this is her fucking up her life basically because yeah. of probably loss and yet we have this moment with her and Javi that is like there seems to still be Cariño. care and tenderness between Absolutely. them they kiss. They kiss. But it's not on the mouth like a big tender kiss. It's very much like I we're still we're working things out kind of. Yeah. Like. But it's like they're like crotch to crotch. It seems very flirt. She is flirty. She's flirty and sexy. Yeah. She's like playing games with him. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, but they still it, there is love here. But it's like you said, we're figuring this out. We've got we've gone through something. Yes. And and you can tell with Javi that there's he it's not resentful. He's not like, fine, I'll pick you up at the fucking club. No. It's more like, OK, I'll yes, I don't worry. Nos vemos más tarde. Mm -hmm. Adios kind yeah. of thing. But also step it up. And but also watch your this daughter. is your fucking kid. Yeah yeah. 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 You need to step it up. So once Javi is gone, Iris says to Tata, want to see where mama works? Vámonos. So Iris goes to grab some puchos and Tata, mm. who, by the way, she's wearing a, a cast. She has a cast yeah. on her right arm, her right arm, I think, her on her arm, but it's blank. And she specifically at one point says, I don't like for people to sign my cast. I prefer for it to be blank. So Tata starts to head out onto the street and she's in this stairwell leading out onto the street when, bam, this man runs in from off the street into the stairwell. He looks up at Tata, and then he just runs away. Very yeah. strange. Mm -hmm. viene la iris and she's like, did, did he say something to you? And Tata's like, no, 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 we're good. 
So they head off into the street. And then we get this fucking... Uh, still, we're just still, still going. one shot. But now the camera, it's an aerial shot now from above. Very, very Dawn of the Dead remake. Yes. Where we see Edis Ooh. and Tata walking to work. But then we also see a man chase another man through the streets. An and we kind of follow them van. for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. An ambulance with his sirens on races by... On top of another building on the roof, we see a man just running. We're like, what's happening? Can I happening? tell you, that man on the roof f- creeped me out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's so aerial that this man running looks teeny, teeny, tiny. Mm-hmm. But he's running like full speed on this rooftop at nothing to nothing. There's nobody else up there. It's nothing there. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that gave me, like, I literally was like, oh, God, I really don't like seeing that. Well, speaking of creepiness, you also, like, the, the shot continues, and then you see what looks to me, at least, like an abandoned building with no techo. There's no roof. And you see a woman hanging her laundry in there. Yeah, I was like, very... what are you doing in there? Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. here? And then finally, we're back with Tata and Edie still from above, and they're yeah. approaching Edie's work. And as they're getting closer to where she works, they find an abandoned car. And then we see Edie's go up to this dude, David, who seems David. to be like, he's like the caretaker of this club that uh, Edie's works at. And he, you know how like... I call it like a toll booth kind of thing situation. Yeah, where like, like the, where, where guards usually hang yes. out to like a, a guard booth. It's like a box. Yeah, like yeah. a box, but like a little small thing right out on the street. And so Edis is like, David, what's with this car out here? And he's like, I have no idea. Somebody just left it there. It was but here when I got here. To us, we're like, not good. We're seeing people running around, all this crazy shit. So the camera then goes up higher and higher into the sky and then we get a shot of Montevideo and there's a fire burning in the distance and then finally our title card Virus 32 Pero this shot of Montevideo specifically is a shot of the bay like we mm-hmm. see it's water there's boats there's and if and it made me think of Almorí la Matiné totally also of um uh, a ataque de pánico because we and I had this little moment of like I'm starting to recognize Montevideo. Totally, dude. It this made like me industrial, really yeah, waterfront of like waterfront. Exactly. So yeah. we see this like these ships and this water, which at this point doesn't like you're just like oh Montevideo, but there's there's meaning there. Yes, there's eventually a fire, we find out a burning in the distance. So Edis, like we mentioned before, she seems to be a security guard and she works at this club called Club Neptuno, which is like uh, uh, not like a nightclub. It's like yeah, exercise, I was say, you know, you it's like club. We're going to have to explain that. Yeah, it's funny because is there I feel like this is a really big thing in Latin America mm-hmm. where I am. When I lived in Brazil, we used to have the Club de Piscina yeah. that we used to go to, where it's like an a uh, a uh, a health club basically, where totally. there's tennis courts, basketball courts, always a pool. Like there's playground, there's a restaurant for like people to like eat and stuff in. Mm-hmm. But specifically, this one seems like 
a very big gym. Yeah. It's like there's the same things, like there's basketball courts, there's pools or whatever. Pero abandonado. Like, is this an abandoned it place? It is ramshackle. It yeah. needs a scrub. Yeah. It is real, real old look. And I was like, why are you a security guard here at this place that doesn't look like anybody fucking goes here anymore? This explains a lot about Edie's. Like, this mm. is a job that I think somebody that's kind of in a desperate place yeah. would kind of take. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not only is she a, a guard in a in an abandoned club, she is a night guard at an mm -hmm. abandoned club because she mm -hmm. gets there and it's like night shift, basically. Yeah. It's not demanding, really, no. whatsoever. It's whatsoever. not at all. Not yeah. at all. So Edie sneaks Tata into work and she shows her around and we meet Cabrera, the kitty, kitty. who feeds on rats. And I immediately was like, oh, oh, no, I am worried yeah. for yep. Cabrera. Yep. <laughs> Edie serves herself some fresh coffee, which she splashes just a little bit of booze in. Also mm -hmm. says volumes about this character. And in the background, we hear the radio. It's on in the background, and it says, six months after the sanitary crisis, there seems to be a link to some data from the Department of Health. People are being infected by being in contact with other people with this sickness. Hmm. I believe they use the term epidemiology? Epidemiology? Ep epidemiology? Epidemiology report. Something like that, everybody. <laughs> So Edie's then goes up to a fingerprint scanner and she puts her thumb on it and it goes beep, beep, and it turns green, which means that that has given her access to another part of this globe. And yeah. that, that, she's fascinada. She's like, what is this? She goes up, she tries her thumb on the fingerprint scanner, but it turns red. Mm -hmm. And then Edie's turns to her and she goes, only mama has the power, which Solo I love. Solo mama tiene el poder. I was like, <laughs> yes. I love that. And also just to say like, okay, Edie's is a fuck up for reasons we don't quite know yet. Something but tough happened to her. she loves her kid. Her rapport with this girl. I, I mean, it's, it's almost not maternal. It's almost like sisterly and it moves me like i was yeah. just like you are so cute with her <gasps> there's a there's oh a part gosh. where she's like what would you think if i showed up and i did this and i was like hi yeah and like she's joking yeah. around and like oh i would be i would beat your ass because she curses in front of this kid it, like all hey, over the place madre, whatever all me vale verga, yeah. si me vale verga. and she's like would you would, would you, you be scared would you be scared or would you fight me or whatever and yeah. the and tata says literalmente si like i was like that's <laughs> hilarious it's and so i also sweet. love that edis is like Please don't say literally. Like, yeah. who taught you that word? It wasn't <laughs> me. Stop yeah. saying literally. Yeah. So then Tata asks Edis if she ever gets scared here all alone. Because this fucking place is scary. I would Bro. not want to work here. No. It is cavernous. We're going to get into like, I was like, how many basketball courts? How, how many? many how many pockets of terror? How just stairs up stairs down massive offices every it's it's just a maze yeah and so again that was like aren't you scared here all alone and Edie says like oh hell no when i was around your age your grandpa used to take me to some fields near the family farm which she said um 
chakra? Did you uh-huh. hear that? The chakra. chakra. I was like, oh, I've, I've, I've never heard that. Love that. And so she's like, and near the family farm, there were poisonous snakes. So your grandpa Biboras. would give me, He'd give me a stick and he'd leave me alone. And I had to stay very still and just watch if anything moved. And then Edis takes Tata to this basketball court, which I'm like, t- 10 of them. There might as well be 10 There's basketball courts in this movie. <laughs> and in this basketball court, she opens up this big crate of balls for Tata. And also in the crate are those um, colorful, like, smoke canister. Like smoke bombs. Smoke bomb things. Like, you you light it, and it's like, oh, cool, like, pink smoke or red smoke Lady or Gaga's whatever. Lady yeah. music video has <laughs> had one of them. <laughs> totally. Lady Gaga music video, colorful smoke canisters. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, fuck it, we're taking all these canisters. So she and Tata, they fill Edis's backpack full of these canisters. And, and she then, shows these pictures of herself being like, <clears throat> I opened a bunch of these the other day. They almost fucking fired me. And the, yeah. <laughs> and Tata is the kind of kid that's like, so when when Edis suggests we should take these. And after she shows the pictures, Tata's like, didn't you just say that you almost got fired because of this? And Edis is like, fuck it. Yeah. So again, like building this childish rapport but also Mm -hmm. definitely showing us like oh this girl she is hiding pain for sure it's literally what javi said at the top too that that we have to take care of her mom we gotta help her damn so Edis's phone dings and she's like oh shit i gotta get to work so she's like you stay here tata i'll be back soon so she gives tata a walkie-talkie which she calls a handy Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I mm-hmm. thought was adorable mm-hmm. and she also points to a camera like arriba and she says I can see you at all times she shows Tata her cell phone and we see them on her cell phone screen and this was adorable too I, listen this fucking relationship cause like they're cute Edie's is like she's like giving her middle finger to the camera and little Tata she's like do it Tata do it and, and Tata's like, like for one second she's like beep like you're adorable you don't want to do it so Edis leaves and as Tata begins to play we see in the reflection in the water on this wet basketball court for some reason the court is all wet because again this gym is in shambles so in the reflection we see someone with bloody hands press up against the windows of Mm -mm. the gym Mm -mm. no thank you Edis goes up to the gym offices where she finds a joint in a gaveta. And Mira, it, for the thousandth time, guys, uh-huh. I mean, I know she doesn't know yet. I know she doesn't know. But stoned during a zombie apocalypse? Woo! Hell no. Stoned and drunk? Because that bitch is drunk. Girl, she's drinking. She's been, drink- she's been drinking and she is drinking. No, no, But no, also, no, no. like, you know, listen, this fucking <laughs> night shift... I mean, where you got to sure. sit there. <sighs> Oof. That's I tough. mean, I get it. I get it, girl. I get it. So she's smoking this joint and she sits at a desk in front of a bunch of screens, which show her what's going on all over this club. Like she sees Tata playing in the basketball court. She puts out the joint and begins to walk away. And she's, she's walking through what seems to be like this outdoor corridor pasillo. Y de repente, all the lights shut off. Nope. Not good. 
No. So she turns on her flashlight and Tata calls her on the handy, on the handy. And she's like, mom, I'm scared. I'd be fucking scared. <laughs> Hell yeah. You locked me in a fucking basketball court. And it's dark no. now. No. <laughs> and Edie says like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm on my way to fix it. She walks into yet another basketball court, the <laughs> 72nd basketball court in this fucking huge place. Uh. And Edie tells Tata here that when she was in that field filled with all those snakes and and she got scared, like if she got scared, she would just close her eyes and imagine herself in a different place and the fear would leave. Mm. And she says specifically, I would imagine the salon that I wanted to have. And here I was like, she wanted to be a hairdresser. She wanted to have yeah. her own salon. Yeah. And very quickly in this same breath, I just uh -huh. want to make note that throughout the movie, you know, she she's running around doing her thing and we see a lot of her fingernails and her fingernails have like faded out nail polish. I don't mm -hmm. know. There, uh, this very specific detail of her fingernails, you can tell like they were hairdresser hands. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I, okay. I noticed that like I was like. It's like the place where like bleach would be around and it's like, ah, it's definitely interesante. it's hands of somebody that is working with hair product and chemicals stuff like that. and shit like exactly. that. Exactly. And I was like, this is a lovely little detail that they had. Important to note here. Her hair is great. It's dyed like orange fun colors and the ends. I don't know how you is it om, pink. Om, ombre like an with like ombre the pink. into a pink. Yeah. yeah. And it's styled like she's styled it. And another thing is that Nikki, her roommate, is black and she's working on Nikki's hair on black hair. Yeah. Like Nikki is trusting her mm -hmm. to work on her hair. Yeah. This white that says girl. a lot. Yeah, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that's interesting. That is an yeah. interesting thing that's happening Again, here. guys, you can use hair to provide to information <laughs> into your film. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Nikki sitting there and letting, eh, ¿cómo se llama esta mujer? La Iris work on her hair. I was like, oh, that's not yeah. that's not a little thing. You no, know what I mean? not at all. Sa says a lot about Nikki and a lot about who Iris is as well. Yes. And her talent. And Exactly. So she's like, that's how I got rid of my fear, by, by imagining the salon that I wanted to own. She walks up to a fuse box and bam, she turns all the lights back on. And there's a moment of silence on the handi. And then finally, Tata says, it would be Nico's birthday today. And then Edie's. God damn it. I am tired because You're I'm tired emotional. You're tired and emotional. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Woo, okay, just take some breaths. It's just a movie. <laughs> so Edie sits down and she's clearly affected by what Tata just said. And she responds, I didn't remember. At this point, I was like, did she remember and she's choosing to not remember? Or is she such a mess that she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And that's what's affecting hmm. her. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know, either. know. I think you could take it either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in what she was giving us right there. Totally. So Tata continues. She says, well, remember that day that we went to the beach? That's what I would think about to not be scared anymore. Oof. So Edis takes a moment and then she responds, Amor, I'm running out of battery on the handy. I'll be back ASAP. Cambio y fuera. Like she's like, I can't deal with this I right can't. now. I can't. Yeah. And then Edis hears a shout. 
So she goes to check it out. And from a window, she's she sees down on the street, like way down below, a burning car and a man beating the shit beating out, of, the out shit. of somebody else. Yeah. And so she calls 911. Did you hear that? I love that. 911. <laughs> 911. And she reports, she's like, there's somebody fucking murdering, murdering somebody. Murdering somebody, yeah. yeah. But she seems to have bad reception or something. So she runs to another part of the building. And here at this other spot, she yells down to David. She can see David and his little, you know, caretaker's toll booth or whatever. <laughs> and David is all, it's cool, it's cool. I call the cops, just lock the doors. Oui. So Edis runs back to that desk full of screens and she grabs some keys and some locks. She checks on Tata on the gym screen. Cool. And then she runs off. And the camera pans from Tata on the screen to another screen. We see Edis running down some stairs, pans to another screen, and we see somebody entering the building through a window. I think this space, this building, is a really cool idea to have it be like this is where all of our action is going to happen. Yes. Because, you know, you don't usually see like, Every now and then you'll see like a gym moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. If anything, um, a lot of this reminded me of there's a section in the game, The Last of Us, mm-hmm. where it happens in a gym. There's a particular horrible monster that happens in a gym that I was like, "Ooh, this is giving me The Last of Us vibes. And I was oh. like real wiggly about it. So, yeah, it, it's good. It's a good setting. They picked an incredible location to film this movie. It's totally. so fucking cool. So Edis rushes to the main entrance. She locks it up and then she goes to check on Tata in the gym. Pero no Tata. She's gone. Just her skateboard. Yeah, she finds Tata's skateboard and Tata's little handy, handy discarded on the floor. Not good. Again, this place is a fucking maze. Like she goes down some stairs into yet another like dark, creepy ass gym basketball court area. All the while, Bumps in the night all around Bumping her. Algo está pasando. In the night. Everywhere. Y de repente, a man appears along. You know how, like, in gyms, there's like mm-hmm. the court, but then above, there's like a track. Yeah. So you can, like, run around, you know, do your exercise, run. But if you look down, you'd be like, you'll see people playing basketball in the court. So up there, a dude appears. Ooh, and ooh, just ooh. like 28 days later, we hear him. We don't see him anymore. We just hear him stumbling down the stairs toward Edis. And once he's on her level, he races toward her. He's screaming and she fucking bashes him in the face with Tata's skateboard. He falls to the ground. The screaming is very guttural. Yeah. And, and at this point, she is like... Hey, my guy, you're not allowed to be here at night. Like, she doesn't know. Just doing her job. She's, She's doing, doing her, her job. job. She's like, hey, you got to get the fuck out of here. What are you doing here? And he and all you hear is them feet like running, like fucking yeah. sprinting at her. Mm-hmm. So when the screaming, guttural screaming starts, you're like, oh, fuck. And I was Something's like, wrong with you. You better skateboard his ass. <laughs> good. Yeah. Which she does. He falls to the ground, but he is up in an instant. He chases Edis up a staircase. He's about to grab her, but bam, she slams this door shut behind her. She locks it. She runs back to the main entrance, and she's about to unlock it and, like, get the fuck out of here, I guess, when she hears screams coming from outside. 
So she peeks out a window and she sees David, the caretaker, bloody, dead on the floor, Merto. and also a man covered in blood standing above David, just kind of staring at him. It was, that was so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, same as the, the you know, the, the guy with the bird yeah. at the top of the movie. So Edie's then races back upstairs to the desk with the screens, and she's looking for Tata. She's looking for Tata. And finally, she sees her in like a creepy basement-looking area. And I was like, girl, go get her now. Go. Go. She just... Sit, she just sits there. She's going through it. She's like crying and crying and crying as much as I was like, feel your feelings, but go get your but fucking girl, daughter. You gotta go. Let's go. But we take, or at least the camera takes a moment here to kind of zoom in on her wrist. And on her arm, we see a tattoo that says Nico 10-3-2018, which I believe is March 10th, 2018. So then she grabs a nearby phone and she calls on the phone a button that says Tayer. And on the screen, you can see Tata go up to the phone in the Tayer, the workshop. Tata picks it up and finally they're in contact. Tata's like, Mom, somebody came in. Where are you? And Edie says, listen up. Behind you, there is a column with some keys and some locks. Lock yourself in that room and don't open the door until you hear this sound. Tap, tap, tap. And she Mm -hmm. does that into the receiver of the phone so that la la tata can hear it. And just then, on another screen, Edis sees a man with a gun and a little girl walking the halls on on one of the screens. So you're like, oh, fuck. But these people don't seem crazy infected. They seem just like people hiding. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? a kid. (laughs) And he's got a gun. I was like, oh, boy, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And then... Close to her, not on the screens anymore, close to her, she sees a figure behind the glass walls of the office that she's in, like just on the other side. It's the same fucking dude who attacked her in the gym before. And for some reason, he keeps like smacking his wrists together. I don't get I was hoping you knew what the fuck that meant. I don't know what that is. Because there's a... we see like his feet and then we kind of see like his shadow through the through the windows and whatever. And then we just get this up close shot of him uh, closed fists. And it's like he's clapping, but with the heel of his hand. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, Everybody? absolutely. <laughs> so he's like, tick, 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 tick. And then keeps walking. And I was like, what does in my mind? I was like, is he signaling? I was like, that can't mean signaling. Sure. It's so quiet. And like, if anything, I, Maybe it's just a way for us to differentiate like him. Yeah. Or like because he comes back later and he does it again. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's like it's so a way for like, us oh, to be like that guy. Same guy. Same yeah. fucking. I call him smacking wrists because <laughs> that, that was his name. Smacking wrists. Love it. So Edis opens a closet door to hide in. And meanwhile, we're back in the taller with Tata. She finds the keys, locks herself in. Ooh, I was like, Shh, shut up kid but she when i say she does it just in time she locks that door just in time because then somebody is banging against that door on the other side pero then silencio tata has like hidden in a dark corner she's staring at the door and then 
bam, she's grabbed by somebody from behind. She screams. I screamed. I we screamed. We all screamed yes. for ice cream. I mean. <laughs> I jumped and screamed. Oh. I was like, ooh, 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 not only are we getting like this pounding horrible thing like this person outside like fully and poor Tata is like fuck like walking backwards but then they stick their zombie hands out from the door and they're like shaking the door Mm -hmm. and that's horrifying Mm -hmm. so in that second of silence that we have she's found her little nook like the tension is perfect so having that grab that arm grab Totally lands perfectly. Scared the shit out of me. Me too. So we're back in the office with Edis, and Smack and Wrists has entered the office. He goes up to the closet that she's hiding in. He tears it open. Pero no Edis. We then see that she's hiding under a desk as Smack and Wrists is just like stalking around. Smack and Wrists... (laughs) This fucking stupid ass name. He leaves the room. Pero aquí viene Cabrera, Cabrera. the kitty. No. How dare you, kitty. So Cabrera strolls in and bam, smacking wrists, grabs this kitty and tosses this poor cat Bro. through the glass and then proceeds to bash this thankfully very, very CGI kitty against yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you hear it like, it's awful. It's, it's still awful. awful. And Edis is just watching in horror as Smack and Wrist is just smashing, murdering this cat. And again, something that I kept paying attention because, <clears throat> you know, we've said this before in the pod that we we're pretty we're pretty good at like, being faithful to the OG zombie rules, it seems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, but he's just beating the shit out of this. He's killing the cat, but he's not eating it. This is giving me more rage zombies from yes. 28 Days Later than eat zombies. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to fucking rage Murder. kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't need to, I don't need to eat your brains. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> So Edis is just watching in horror as this happens. Pero then Smack and Wrists seems to go into that same death daze that uh, trance that she noticed with David, whatever. You know, like this Con is el a señor pattern. and the yeah. bird, yeah. Like he even looks at Edis as she comes out from her hiding place and he doesn't do anything. He's just in this daze. So Edis makes a run for it. <laughs> I go. I wrote, I wonder if they, after they kill, they have to take a rest. (laughs) (laughs) It's exhausting. It's exhausting to murder things. So Edis hides near the entrance of the club and she's searching for Tata on her phone. And she finds footage of Tata locking that door. But then we see what happened on the other side of that door. There's a woman banging on the door of the taller where Tata is. And again, that's what we heard earlier. And then she finds footage of Smack and Wrists killing the cat. And this is where she notices more clearly this death daze, death haze thing. She also finds footage of that fight outside the, the, the club where the guy was beating the shit out of that guy by the burning car. She times both of the death dazes and she realizes, oh shit, 32 seconds. Because... Okay. In the video footage, because it's security footage, mm-hmm. you can see the time on it 
constantly always and she notices in that one she's like oh 32 seconds and then she goes immediately to the footage of the cat killer wrist smacker mm-hmm. and and she's like 32 again and I'll, and then <laughs> i wrote oh duh the title <laughs> <laughs> what could it mean yeah. what could it mean and then bang she hears something So she sneaks into the club locker rooms and she grabs some tennis balls and she very smartly Mm -hmm. tosses one of the balls into this long pocket of terror filled locker room aisle. Nada. And then she tosses another ball into another aisle and she doesn't see anything, but we see like the sliver of somebody moving back there. Do you you saw that, right? Just like yes. a sliver of something mm-hmm. back something back there. So she starts to sneak down mm-hmm. a locker row and then a woman sneaks by, same woman who was trying to get at Tata before. Yeah. And then a tennis ball goes rolling by and I just wrote Nope. No. <laughs> no. So so Edie sneaks deeper into the locker room and she sees a man just standing creepily off in the distance. So she goes the <laughs> other way. And then all of a sudden behind her, there is that creepy woman just sitting with her back to her, bouncing one of the balls. That Absolutely the not. Fuck out Ew. the casualty <laughs> of this lady be like sitting on a fucking yeah. locker room bench no yeah. ma'am bouncing, no ma'am bans- bouncing this ball and then the woman gets up and she's growling so Edie hides in one of the lockers and the woman passes by we hear her like growling and snarling and so Edie's very quickly I was like maybe just wait a little bit longer but- yeah girl Edie sneaks out and she runs. And now she's she's still in the locker room area, but she's toward like a nearby row of showers, showers on showers on showers. And she hears that one of the showers is on. And as she's walking. (laughs) Zombie showering? Oh, just, you know, washing off the blood, the guts. (laughs) And as she's walking toward the sound of the water, all of a sudden a man rushes at her. He's attacking her. Infected. This is infected infected fucking zombie man. Yeah. When all of a sudden, here comes another man, rushes in, pulls this infected guy off her. Edis makes a run for it into this room, this pool room. There's a big, big pool in there. And then this man races up to her and tosses her into the pool. Yeah. And then he jumps in after her. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I also was saying, what the fuck is going on here? And then the infected guy comes running and chasing them. And he also jumps into this pool. So the dude who tossed Edis into the pool holds her underwater and points at the infected guy. And so they just watch this infected dude struggle and struggle and struggle. And we realize, oh, he can't swim. Yeah. And he fucking drowns. And on his palm, we see mm. like a little t te- like a red circle looking kind of thing right in his palm. I thought it looked like a C, and I was like, mm. ooh, they're marking los contaminados, is what I ah, thought. Ah, interesante. Ah, love that. So Edie and this man get out of the pool. This guy, his name is Luis. He introduces himself and he explains the infected can't swim. They drown. And by the way, I'm healthy. Check out these palms. His palms <laughs> are bare and gorgeous. He's and like, Edie's, let me see yours. Yeah, she seems confused. 
And Luis explains, the infected have red marks in their palms, kind of like scars. He looks at her palms, nada, she's clean. However, we do see a scar on her wrist. So we're like, ah, at some point, she tried to kill herself. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Like the camera even like it goes to slow motion for just a moment. Oh, I didn't pay attention. And you see like just a little scar right on her wrist. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, just adding to the pain. Adding to it. Went through. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We got to help mom. You know, same thing. You got to help mom. So Edie says to Luis, my daughter is here. I I need to find her. And Luis says, sure, sure. I'm going to help you. But you have to help me first. My wife is here, too. We were in an ambulance on the way to the hospital for my wife to give birth, but we were attacked. They then head to the locker room to change out of their wet clothes. And Luis, this was weird. He was like, I felt like I had a premonition, like I knew something was coming. So I started to read a bunch of books about how to deliver babies. I was like, okay, sure. But also, as I mean, listen, guys, if you're a man and you're partner is having a baby you should be learning them books to whether you should be do that should just be something you do having a premonition no dude read the books <laughs> i was just like this is this is weird i don't know why it felt weird to me so luis then leads edis into an office where he has a dove in a box uh-huh and i like my stomach dropped i was just like no 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 I was already I was already iffy when he was like, you need to help me with my wife. And I was the like, moment, <laughs> the minute he said my wife, I was like, I was like, that bitch is infected. That bitch is infected. <laughs> the moment my wife infected. Yeah. Don't even have to say the word wife. My wife infected. <laughs> uh, yeah. OK, I see right through you, Louise. <laughs> So he then leads Edis into another office, like within this office. So just like deeper and deeper and deeper into this fucking office space. Yeah. And he introduces Edis to his wife, Mimi, who, shocker, is Is fully infected. infected. Like, strapped to a wheelchair infected. infected. Like, that bitch is like patient zero infected. Like, strap in the mouth, growling, snarling, foam, like the the full magilla. She is a mess. (laughs) Edis clearly freaks out and she starts to run, but Luis has removed the door handle so she can't leave. And Edie says, oh, dude, I can't help you. That baby is probably sick, too. Yeah. And Luis says to her, well, if Tata was sick, would you abandon her? And Edie turns to him and says, when did I tell you my daughter's name? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This dude, is not good. Dude. Oh, no, 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 no. And I just want to say. The casualty in which this man is just delivering everything he's like he's like you know like uh my my wife's pregnant and whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna need you to help me deliver the baby okay and edis is like i can't do it no your baby is probably fucking sick he's like no that's just rude (laughs) he literally might as well have said it but like that yeah you're just being rude now you know what's what's interesting (laughs) about it though is like 
you're all of a sudden in this terrifying apocalyptic death situation. Yeah. Who knows how we would all behave in this scenario for Listen, our own survival and for the survival of the people we love. Like what it's would we do? It's my favorite thing about zombie movies mm-hmm. is the human nature part of it. Humans mm-hmm. are the monsters. When are when will it be revealed that who is a piece of shit? And the minute he says Tata's name, I was like, no, dude, this this is gonna be a bargaining situation. This is gonna he's gonna use your kid against yeah. you. Like there's no mm-hmm. other way around it. And so when she is like, How the fuck do you know my daughter's name? I was like, Where is this kid? Where did he fucking put her? Uh, yes. So Luis is like no, she told me her name. Tata. She she told me her name. She's such Super a nice cash. girl. Oh, I love her. She has she has a cast and she let me sign the cast. And that, that. is what made me so uneasy. Cause I was like, okay, either you're a fucking creepy, gross dude who's like, he forcibly signed that cast, or Manipulated. That that trusted him enough to be like, no, I like this man. I trust him. And because she remember, she was like, I don't like I don't for people like, to sign my cast. So uh-huh. I was like, it's either one or the other. He's super creeps or he is a trustworthy person that even thought that was like, no, no, no. I trust. This sure, guy. sure. You can sign my fucking <laughs> cast. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. made me very, very uneasy. Yeah. So Luis says, I won't tell you where Tata is until you help me. Fuck. Pero then Edie's grabs a nearby screwdriver. She's threatening Luis with it, but he's easily able to swipe that swipe the screwdriver out of her hands. And then he pins her by the throat to the floor. And he's like, I'm not this kind of guy. Uh-huh. But if you put my family at risk, I will kill you and I will kill your daughter. And again, I was like, zombie dude, apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse, dude. The things that makes us do. He's just desperate to help his infected wife but especially that unborn baby yeah so edis agrees he lets her go and then luis and edis cart mimi toward the infirmary of the club but it's not easy to get there they gotta go like go upstairs through this 70 fucking basketball courts and 60 spa moments So as they're fucking traversing this maze, Luis explains, a few days ago, the marks appeared on Mimi's hands. Mm. And then one night, I found her trying to tear open her belly with her nails. Dude, that sent a shiver down my spine when I watched it. And then he says, this morning, I went to the docks to clean up my dad's boat. And I was attacked by one of the infected, but I was able to push the guy into the water. And that's when I noticed that he drowned. So if everything goes well, I'm going back to that boat because we'll be safe on the water. And by the way, there's room for you and your daughter if you want, which again, I was like, I don't know if I should trust you or not. I don't know. I literally wrote, I'm not going with you, bitch. Are you serious? But like, it's the same thing where I was like, your options here, your I mean, options where yeah. I was like, thank you so much. But also you <laughs> literally just pin me to the floor with your hands around my throat. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I want to be on open water with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're crossing another pool room, but this pool happens to be empty. Huge fucking pool, pero empty. And they see that there's a man. Oh in the pool. So Edie says like, hold on, hold up, hold up, ho, 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 ho. 
and she goes to check it out. It's Javi. Oh, boy. And he is fucked up and bloody. And outside, we see infected just running around through the windows. Not inside, but they're all over the place outside. They are starting to swarm. And Javi keeps saying, Iris, ya llegaron. Están aquí. Están aquí. Ya llegaron. And I'm like, bro. But she's climbing them stairs and she's going into that empty fucking Olympic-sized pool. Yeah. Yeah. A death trap. A death trap. I mean. So once Edis is down there with Javi, she sees it's all fucked up. He's clearly dying. Like his guts are out. Oh, his guts are out. Yeah. And Javi asks, is Tata safe? Edis says yes. Javi then says, it's Nico's birthday. And Edis says, Nico's waiting for you. And then Javi says, it wasn't your fault. Nico was too little. Whose idea was it to give him the pool? And then Edie says, it was my fault. I got distracted. So it seems to me this is the situation. They bought a kiddie pool or algo así. I think Javi bought the pool. I think so too. Pero la, la, la Iris at some point was supposed to be watching this baby while he was playing in the pool. And he drowned. She wasn't watching him. Oh, I mean, ha, ha, the guilt all, all everywhere. Everywhere. Tough. tough. I mean, if give your if you have babies, I mean, they teach these teeny tiny fucking babies in these houses with pools how to get them to flip their little bodies over, even when they're like not even one years old. It's crazy. I've seen these videos where they're like, "Okay, baby, now you do it on your own," and they just kind of flip their little bodies. And I'm like, how? How is that possible? How is it that like? That brain is still mush. And they're oh like, my God. Okay, baby, learn how to fucking not drown. That's crazy. Crazy. But this, this little baby, he unfortunately, he did not make it. And then all of a sudden, fucking Mimi's water breaks. This zombie Bro. ass <laughs> fucking water breaks. And she starts to go into labor. Oof. And very sadly, Javi dies. She's a mess. Yeah. But she grabs his car keys. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is he going to turn? Because again, mm. I'm looking for the zombie rules. The classic right? stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, because we're not getting bites or getting eaten or any of that stuff, I'm waiting to see, like, even though we got that radio message, like being in contact or whatever, I was like, that's pretty much being in contact. But like, what totally. is. What are the rules in this world of of these zombies? Like, and I mean, he doesn't come back to life. No, it doesn't seem so. No, he's dead. But I definitely, while she's there and she's like kissing him on the mouth, and he's like dead. You're ready for like. like, I was like, girl, girl, girl. (laughs) Yeah, back up from that face. Yeah, back up from those teeth. So then Luis gets into the empty pool to tell Edis it's too late. We're surrounded by the infected. And he says, once I start shooting this gun, it's going to attract all the others. We're done for. There's no way out. But then Edis is like, shut the fuck up. And she opens up her backpack and she's got all the Lady Gaga fucking music video, colorful <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fuse All the thingies. smoke canisters. The smoke canisters, yes. So they start to light all these beautiful Lady Gaga flares everywhere. They're tossing. This looks dope. T- oh, it's so cool. They're tossing yeah. it. 
all over the pool, filling it with orange smoke so yeah, they can't dope. be seen. And then the infected bash through the windows. They Shit. bash through the doors. They swarm into the pool. So fucking cool here. Yeah. So cool. Luis has got his gun out. And quietly, he and Edie try to like make their way out wait, of wait, the wait. empty pool without being noticed. Pero then Luis is attacked. So Edie's runs off. And now alone, Edie's is like stumbling around in this smoke. Oui. But she trips on what I called the pool snake. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the, the pool the divider. Thing. Yeah. It's but I thought this was lane interesting. Lane divider. The lane divider. Because they even give you kind of like a snaky sound. And I was like, just like the chakra. Las la, la culebras. I was like, this is interesting. This yeah. choice here that like she's I alone. I about that. You're right. She's fearful. Yes. And here come the culebras. Yeah. Or the víboras. Interesante. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Good call, Johnny. And wow. she's fucking scared. She is yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's attacked by an infected man, but she uses the, she's got those scissors. Yep. And she repeatedly stabs this motherfucker in the neck. She fucks him up. So good. Fucks him up. And then she's able to crawl out of the pool and she's right near Mimi, but she's got to hide when another infected woman with a fucking big ass knife races into the room. So this woman with the knife goes up to Mimi. And she is sniffing at Mimi's belly. Dude. And this, for me, I was like, the baby's not infected. Yep. Because they wouldn't be into it if it if it were. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Because not only is the woman that approached her with the knife like, yes, yeah. your baby seems to be okay. But <laughs> Mimi, <laughs> Mimi herself is like yeah. trying to like. She's, she's like looking all, down at it. Yeah. Like, she's like, yeah. I want to fuck this baby up too. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And this was so terrifying because the woman with the knife has the knife like over the pregnant belly and is like yes ready we are sitting there and we're and Edie's is watching and she is also like she's our point of view where we're just like Mm -hmm. oh god it's they're gonna rip this baby out yeah kill it yes yes absolutely so this infected knife woman is about to Cut into this belly, pero Edis screams. She gets her attention. So here comes infected knife woman. She's coming to, you know, Oof. attack Edis. And then Luis comes up behind this woman. She bashes her repeatedly in the head with a crowbar or something he found. Something. I don't know what it is. Algo. But he kills this woman and saves Edis. Ugh. They grab Mimi and they wheel her into the infirmary. And then fucking Luis, who was like, oh, I've read all books and the science. This is Neither. what I, this was my complaint. What the fuck? He's like, I know all about delivering babies. And he's like, you know what? You gotta I do can't it. do this. Yeah. You do this. Fuck you. What fuck is you, this? Bro. No. I couldn't believe this. So he makes Edie's do it. And she's like, dude. Dude. I can't do this. But she's a badass bitch. So she does it anyway. And she delivers this birth. Unfortunately, very CGI baby. Oh, this CGI baby. <laughs> Throughout the rest of the notes, it's just CGI baby. I literally wrote, "What the fuck? Like, why did you yeah. do this? It's so poorly done. It almost looks like it's floating in their arms." Yeah, it's weird. Took me out of it, unfortunately. Yeah. 
So they wrap up little CGI baby. <laughs> and then Luis starts to untie Mimi, which I was like, sir. What are you doing, my guy? Sir. Sir. And he hands Mimi the dove in the box, the paloma, which la Mimi, she kills the dove. We got so 32, we have 32 seconds, 32 everybody. Seconds. Yep. So Luis takes the baby and he's... I was like, this fucking idiot. He's like, it's important for babies to have skin on skin contact with the mother, which is true. Sure. Fine. Fine. Now this you're woman put in practice the shit you read, homie. <laughs> what to expect when you're expecting during the oh fucking zombie God. apocalypse. Eat a dick, wow. bro. Wow. So he puts the baby right up, right into Mimi's <laughs> nook. ¿Cómo es que van a hacerlo? She's in her death days haze thing. She's in it. And Edis is screaming. She's like, time's running out. Time's running out. And then, bam, the lights go out. And we hear footsteps running away. Uy, 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 uy. Edis turns on her flashlight. And shocker, Mimi is gone. No baby in sight. So Luis and Edis go into a nearby room and they find Mimi like squatted, sitting down with the baby in her hands, like literally baby skull in the hands. She this could was smash. So stressful. She could smash this fresh skull in a second. It was Less so fucking that. stressful. Yeah. And Mimi is going through it. It's like maternal instinct, zombie instinct. Maternal instinct, zombie, like going, you can see her just like going through it. And Luis is like, Mimi, no, Mimi, por favor. Don't do it. This is your kid. Por favor, es tu hijo, es tu hijo. No, Mimi, no, Mimi. I'm like, vos sos el pendejo. Vos sos el hijo de la gran puta que decidiste. Oh, yes. Now is the time for skin on skin. Bitch, take your own shirt off and put your baby on your skin. Put the and baby. that'll be plenty. Okay? Put the baby on the skin. Come on now. And still, going through it, Mimi's about to smash this Oy. baby brain. And oh then, my God. bam, Louise shoots her in the head. The baby is alive. The CGI baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think this baby, they did something that was better. This was a better baby, yeah. This was a this was a much better show. Like the close-up of the baby face yeah. in the fucking hands. It was so tough. Yeah. He, and this guy has the fucking gall, the audacity, the nerve to turn to Edis and say, Lo iba a matar. You think? <laughs> Do you think, sir? But also, Edie's is like, dude, you should have killed that that infected bitch centuries ago. I mean, of course, like he, he, you know, wanted the baby to be birthed and everything. But Edie's is like, good, she's dead. She yeah. should be. Can we go? Tell me where my kid is. I helped you now. So Louise grabs the baby. He wraps it up, and this. I just want to include this very, very quickly here. He asks Edis if what the guy from the pool said was true. What Javi said was true. A baby drowned. But the subtitles were wrong here, where they say, you let your baby drown. That's not what Luis said. He was like, a baby drowned. Mm -hmm. He seemed to actually be like, worried. Like, like concerned, you know, yeah. Concerned. He had care about this. And I was like, wow, subtitles. Way to fuck that one up. Yeah. Anyway, so Luis tells her... Tata is in the calderas, the boiler room. Freddy. So off goes Edis. Finally, she's in the boiler room and she finds on the floor a man who has shot himself in the head 
and nearby, a gun. So two things about this dude. A, I was, well, not about, not just about this dude, but A, I was like, Iris, por favor, grab the motherfucking gun, which she does not do at first. She grabs it later. But I was like, now, the moment is now. And also, this man is the same guy we saw on the screen uh, quite a while ago, Mm walk in the halls with his daughter. And then Iris sees Tata's backpack on the floor and nearby a trail of blood. She finds Tata's cast, her her arm cast, discarded on the floor with the name Luis written on it. And here I was like, oh, oh, this hit. I was like, oh, he was not, he was a bad fucking man. Like, that's what I thought here. That's what I thought too. Edis looks in the boiler and in the flames of the boiler, there is a small burnt dead body in it and Edie's falls to her knees she is screaming she is crying which first of all understandable your daughter is dead burning in front of your eyes i mean i was i was fucking shocked i was oh, like me too i was like oh this is where you're taking this us fucking kid they killed like this Tata. like, like this, this. In oh a fucking my God. boiler, like Damn. hot, Hurt like a fucking to death. cremated, horrible. Yes. Yep. Now she's screaming and crying, which, you know, obviously these this is incredibly difficult. Pero también you are alerting the horde, my love. Yeah. You are alerting the horde. Q, 28 Days Later music. Not the exact same song, but very, very, <laughs> very close. close. Quite a ripoff, but it's cool. So Edie's gets up. She finally grabs that gun on the floor and we get this great shot where like the camera is clearly attached to her as she's walking away, fully distraught, crying. It's very, very cool. She walks into a dark hallway and as the horde is swarming outside, she puts the gun up underneath her head. She's about to pull the trigger when she hears the squeaking of a rat. Mm. She lowers the gun and she looks down the hall And she's drawn by a red light. It's a fingerprint scanner, just like what we saw near the top of the movie. Yeah. But the red light means someone tried the scanner and failed. She goes up some stairs. She finds yet another fingerprint scanner. It's red. She finds another one. It's green. Wrong way. Let's not go that way. Yep. She finds yet another one. This one, too, is red. She goes up to a nearby door and she calls out, Tata. She tries her little tap on the door. Tap, tap, tap. The door opens. Tata is alive, everybody. dude. (laughs) Now, the thing is, the thing is, I knew she was alive, but I also was like, wait, did you actually fucking kill Tata? I know. That that was the same for me. Like, I wasn't 100% certain. I genuinely was like, Ooh, see, I don't know. Luis was just enough of a teeter totter. Yeah. Que yo no sabía. Like, did he toss? Did this he girl toss into her the in? fire? Did he yeah. tell Edis she's down there? But really, you're just leading her down there to fucking see her dead body. Like, what the hell? Oof, yeah. I mean, if you're crazy enough to keep that zombie wife alive, oh, dude. Yeah. Exactly. This, yeah. Pero la tata, she is alive. They embrace. Edis looks at Tata's palms. They are clear. Nothing. 
she's healthy. Thank goodness. So that that explains Luis helped me take off my cast and he helped me hide. Thank you, Luis. <laughs> and then she says, thank you, Luis. <laughs> Sorry, we doubted you. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tata says, but then another man and a girl around my age showed up. I opened the door to help them, but then the infected got in. The dad tried to defend them, but he couldn't. And the infected threw the girl into the fire. Dude. This fucked me up. The fire, yes. So this father watched the infected throw his daughter into the fire. He watched her burn to death, and then he shot himself in the head. I mean. Oh, that is bleak. That's fucking bleak. Dark. And another thing, another adding of this, like, zombie, of, like, the zombie rules of this film is that that's just brutality. Yes, exactly. Absolute violence. They weren't there to feed or anything. That's just literally monstrosity. Yes, you must die. Like, yeah. and not even like bashing. Like, not even like th- like that. It, that takes thought to be like, I'm going to put you in there for you to die. Which is another, I think, really cool part of this movie is that usually, or the rules of the zombies of this movie is that usually, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, like kind of brainless, brainless kind of yeah. idiots. And you can trick them pretty easily. But this, this vibe feels, they feel even more dangerous if they can like think about yeah. how to kill people. Like there is thought and process to it which is terrifying absolutely fucking terrifying so Edis then says to Tata we're gonna get out of here the car is outside we're gonna take the car to the docks we're gonna get on a boat and we're good and then Tata asks did dad come and Edis says when we get out to sea I'll I'll tell you everything Mm -hmm. promise you now's not the time tough they sneak out into the halls, and in the screen room, we see that Smack and Wrists can see them on the screen. So again, like... Another. Not a fucking mm-hmm. brainless asshole. He sees them. He knows Ooh-y. it. Edis and Tata make it into a hallway, but they are, like, fucking surrounded by infected. However, the infected have not noticed them yet, so they hide in a closet that is just filled with rats. But then Edie's gets an idea. She she lights a rag on fire on the floor. There's like some, you know, some gas there. It starts to create a fire. She opens the door just a bit so all these rats escaping the fire sneak out. Then Edie starts to hear like snarls and grunts and she peeks into the hall. The infected are killing these rats. She yeah. starts the timer on her phone. Here we go. 32 seconds. Down the go. hallway, filled, 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 yep, filled with these like zombie-like zombies because they yeah. are they're in their trance. Rage zombies. They've mm-hmm. they've murdered a couple rats and they're like, yeah. I've now it's time to reboot, ring the yeah. alarm, <laughs> like it's uh, fully <laughs> like robot zombies, but not. Yeah, yeah. So Edis embraces Tata, and with her gun out, she walks into the hallway. Because I, I don't know if I mentioned, but she did grab that gun on the yes, floor. Yes, you did before mention. She, okay, great. Well, reminder, she's got that gun. 
She walks out into the hallway where all these infected are just in their weird, scary death days. And Move this was the thing. Ass. I was yes. I was like, <laughs> ladies, hurry. Just run. Book you can it. bump into them. They're yeah. in they're in it. Don't take don't, you don't have to swerve around them. No. Book it. Like Go. knock them down like you're a fucking bowling ball. Just bashing through Fuck some it. pins. Yeah. Fuck them up. Let's go. But they are like, beep, beep, boop, boop <laughs> dee, doot. Like, oh, like, time is ticking. On. Hello. And of course, the infected start to very, very slowly, I wrote, reanimate, if you will. Sure. They start to come back. One of them grabs Tata's arm. So Edie's lifts the gun. She aims to shoot. Pero nada. And she tries again and again and again and again. No and she balas. she stays there shooting that bl- empty fucking gun. I'm like, mira, no hay nada. Andate, hijo de la gran puta. Go. Andate. Fucking go. <laughs> and then, of course, all the infected reanimate. They attack. Edie's grabs a bar from off the floor. And she fucking, like, mama bear smashes her way through this hall. Just bashing yeah, go, these zombies girl. left and right. Fuck them up. She and Tata run into... The 57th dark basketball court in this gym. (laughs) And we get this terrifying, but amazing slow-mo shot of Iris and Tata. They're running. And then just doors start to open left and right. And I mean swarms of infected. Swarms. Countless. Yeah. It's terrifying, but it was such a good shot. It It was was very good. So good. So good. Edie sent that the race up some stairs. The infected are on their heels. We're going upstairs. We're going downstairs. We're going left and right. We're Everywhere. going up and down. Por todos lados. And then finally, ambulance lights. At some point in the madness, an ambulance, I guess, crashed the ambulance. into the club. That's the one that oh, that's fucking, fucking the Luis? ambulance. Yes. Hello? That's <laughs> Luis and uh, la, la Mimi. La Mimi. So they find this ambulance. Iris and Tata make their way through the broken windshield and they crawl their way out into the streets. The infected are still in hot pursuit. Iris slams the back door of this ambulance shut, buying them just a little bit of time. And right there is Javi's car. Pero the back wheel is busted. And at some point in the ambulance, Iris grabbed like a sheet off of a gurney, a white sheet. So they crawl into the car and Edie starts, where she got this staple gun? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows? But she's got a staple gun. She's stapling the sheet all over the interior of the car so the, the windows are blocked so the infected can't see them. She turns on the car. They begin to drive off, but it's too late. The infected Oof. bust out of the back doors of the ambulance. They swarm the car, which is driving away so slowly. So slow! They bust into the car. They tear away the sheet. Pero Iris and Tata are gone. No están. The camera pans down to reveal an open sewer cover in the street. Teenage so Mutant have... Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes, they have <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtled it. However, <laughs> we get a quick shot of a street camera that can also see that open sewer drain. So they are being watched. I wonder by whom. Who could it be? <laughs> Down in the sewers, Iris and Tata hear a baby cry and they find Luis holding his little baby. And Luis is fucked up. He's been attacked. He's dying. And he says, go look for the boat. It's called the Albatross. Go out into open water and you'll be safe. Pero then, 
Smack, 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 smack and wrists appears. This he has found guy. them. Edie says to Tata, listen carefully. When you don't hear anything anymore, you have 32 seconds to run. <sighs> run to the sea and don't you look at me. And then she says, happy birthday, Nico. Edie's and smack and wrists scream. They rush at each other. And again, we get a wonderful but simultaneously awful slow-mo shot of Tata. We see Tata's face. She's crying. She's covering her ears so she doesn't hear this horrible noise because behind her, we see all blurry and slow-mo smack and wrists killing. Beating the living shit. I mean, killing Edie's. Murdering. Murdering Edie's. Yeah. Wrists drops to his knees and he enters his 32 second death days. I was like, I cannot believe this fucking movie right now. I also like he legit like heel stomps her fucking face. Face. I was like, oh my God, you just fucking killed Edie's. Yeah. No puedo. No puedo. So Tata turns around. She goes up to Edie's and Edie's is still alive. Just barely barely alive. And Edie's is like, go. There is no time, Tata. Go. Edie's hands Tata the pick of the family together, the Polaroid from very, very early in the movie. And then, of course, fucking Smack and Wrist starts to come too. So Tata goes up to Smack and Wrists with the staple gun. And just as he is about to come too, Tata closes her eyes. Blackout. She has a memory of herself and her little brother, Nico, at the beach. It's a safe memory. It's also the memory that she said in the beginning when she was like, my memory to not be afraid would be the day we went to the beach, which that Polaroid that Edie's had on her this whole time and that she gives to Tata is of that day. Yeah. And in this memory nearby, we see Edie's and Javi all happy and <laughs> This was hilarious to me. They're like dressed in like pastels and shit. And Edie's hair is like, she's just a regular brunette. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I find it hilarious that like when they're like, oh, she's troubled. So she's got orange and pink hair hair. now. (laughs) And now she's got a nose ring and she smokes weed. Oh my gosh. She's trouble. I was like, okay, everybody. Like (laughs) that's, that's a little much. And then we're back in real time. Tata opens her eyes again. And as Smack and Wrists is about to attack her, she fucking staples in his head, him in his head, and he is dead. Good riddance, honestly. Yeah, Goodbye. fuck you, wrist you, you smacker. <laughs> Tata and Edie's embrace, and it seems, I was like, oh, I think Edie's might make it. I was like, yeah. she's a badass, badass lady. So they grab the CGI baby from a now dead Luis, <laughs> and they begin to walk off. Edie says to Tata, are you ready? Tata responds, si. They open a door and they stumble out into the streets where it is now dawn. And we get what I'm going to call like Halloween style shots of all the locations that we have throughout the movie. You know what I mean? And in the pool room, we see the drowned zombie. Yeah. And this motherfucker. Dude. Comes alive. So they oh don't shit. drown, baby. <laughs> no, these what I think it was was that 
they come back to life. Like he died and now they're like living dead zombies. Okay, yeah. That's what I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Because so, he was he, in that pool. So before we're just sick. Now we're now, actual zombies. Like classic yeah. like Romero zombies. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it was, uh, what is his name? Danny 20, Boyle zombies. Danny Boyle, yeah. And now, now it's Romero, Romero zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this movie has been like, we're just going to mash them all up. Mash all them together. together. Zombie mashup. <laughs> we get another great aerial shot of the city. Zombies are running through the streets. Sirens wail. Fires are burning everywhere. And it's the same shot that you specified at the top in that very industrial Montevideo shot where it was just one fire before. Yes, of the bay. But now this city is in shambles. Shambles. Fires everywhere. A fucking disaster. Lines of boats floating out from the fucking bay, like going out there. And what I thought was interesting was... We get this shot like we're meant to believe the water is safe because they're drowning. And now, mm-hmm. like right, right as we see these boats going out the bay, the the safe water, mm-hmm. having the information that it don't nope. matter. You know what this felt like to me? This felt like it was setting this movie up for a sequel. It, abs- it that's felt very exactly much exactly so. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Fin de la película. That is the mm-hmm. end of our movie. I just do want to say that at the end here, it does say dedicated to my father. So dedicated to the director's father, I assume. And then all the way. I think it's actually the writer's father. Ah, OK. The the writer's father, because then all the way at the end, it says in the memory of Juan Fode, si, which I believe hey, that's the one writer of the writers. Yeah. Was Huma Fode. Great. So, yeah. So the writer's father. Great. Let's get into some trivia. Great job. Let's talk about all the shit behind this film. Hey. So here's some of my trivia. Uh, Right at the top, I was like, and you guys may have heard me. I was like, what the hell is epidemiology? Uh, so I Googled that and epidemiology. Now I'm a, I'm a professional at saying it. Epidemiology is the branch of medicine, which deals with the incidence distribution and possible control of diseases and other factors relating to health. So makes sense in a zombie Mm -hmm. film. Uh, I found an interview on movieweb.com. The article is called Interview Director Gustavo Hernandez Talks Reinventing Zombies for Shutter Film Virus 32 by Jeremy Dick, uh, <laughs> published on May 11th, 2022, mm. my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Beatles 32 adds something new to the genre with zombies needing a 32 second, quote, recharging period after attacks, giving survivors about half a minute to plot their next moves. What inspired this unique concept and why 32 seconds exactly? And Gustavo says, several years ago, I felt that zombie movies had gotten a bit stagnant and repeated. So from the beginning of the project, we wanted to bring something new to the genre. The first thing we did was design an infected person who had a hunter instinct, something wild and intelligent. But we needed a weakness and there arose the 32 seconds of 
lethargy after a volley of violence. We thought that 32 seconds were enough to escape from a complicated situation, but also to maintain tension during that escape. Mm. Movie Web then asks... Every zombie story has its own rules for how infection works. The Virus 32 zombies are on the aggressive side, driven by violence and bloodshed more so than hunger. What was the creative process like in establishing the rules for these zombies? And Gustavo says, we wanted the zombies to be scary enough to work in different directions and scenarios, from quick bestial attacks to finding the patience and tenacity to hunt their prey. We designed them as a mixture of animals, and that was the starting point for creating our own rules. That kind of explains the wrist smacking to me a little bit more, because sometimes animals do... Like they make noises in order to like find their prey. Sonar? Like what do what do like bats. bats do? Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what that was. Movie Web asks, is there a particular moment in the film that you're most proud of? And Gustavo says the sequence shot of the beginning was a big challenge for production. It took a lot of work, but I think it introduces the viewer to the story in a great way. And totally I agree. That cold open is the perfect amount of information and you get to see the evolution of this like horrible disaster that is mm -hmm. happening. So mm -hmm. he's not wrong. So it says here, do you see yourself returning to zombie horror in the future or do you feel you've scratched your itch? And Gustavo says, yes, I feel there is a lot more that we can do to take advantage of these new rules we've invented. We already have ideas of virus 16. Oh, shit. Where the infected are evolving even more and the times of rests are shorter. Wow. Mm. Cool. So that's something very cool. And hopefully a fun sequel. That's very exciting. Hell yeah. Very quickly, let's talk about Daniel Handler, who played Luis. Uh, in his Wikipedia page, it says here, Daniel Handler, born January 3rd, 1976, Capricorn, is a Uruguayan film, television, and theater actor who works mainly in the cinema of Argentina, where he lives. If you go to his IMDb, my dude has fucking everything. He's got a hell of shit he's worked on. Um, including things such as Bottom of the Sea, Family Law, The Paranoids, Phase 7, and the award-winning Lost Embrace by director Daniel Ber Berman, Daniel Berman, whom he's worked with many times. Nice. And in 2004, he won the Silver Bear for Best Actor at the Berlin Film Festival for his performance in Lost Embrace. Damn, okay. I know, very fancy. <laughs> he moved from Montevideo to Buenos Aires and divides his time between Parque Centenario and Montevideo. You can find him on Instagram at Daniel underscore Handler underscore. He's got some cool videos and pics of his theater work and his his family, his cat uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like film shoots and stuff. Very sweet. And now let's talk very briefly because I couldn't find a lot of information on her. But Paula Silva, who played Iris, uh, literally all I have is her Instagram, which is Pauli Sil, 
And um, it says here, actress. And she basically her her bio and her Instagram is information about Beatles 32. Um, But she's got a lot of stuff. Uh, all, all her Instagram saved things are uh, things on film, things in modeling, her dog Pilunito, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some stuff on medita- meditaciones. Oh, nice. Um, she does theater. She does TV and film stuff. She's got a great, great picture on her Instagram of this full body shot of her in her costume for Edie's, uh, which looks right out of Walking Dead or something like that. <laughs> like, she's got her brown vest on. She's holding a fucking revolver. She looks badass as hell. Good job, Paula Silva. You were fucking great as this character. Oh, yeah. And that's the end of my trivia. Fabulous. All right. Here is my trivia for today. Let's talk about El Club Neptuno. Oh, cool. 56 tennis courts. (laughs) (laughs) This is from ladiaria.com.uy, so Uruguay, I assume. And it says Mm -hmm. here, El Club Neptuno dejó de existir y no se sabe qué pasará con sus instalaciones. This was from April of 2019. Well, I did find here that apparently it was baptized with the Roman god's name the 2nd of December of 1912. Whoa! Holy, holy shit. shit! I actually really would recommend checking out this article at ladiaria.com.uy because there are, first of all, a lot of pictures of the club, which you will recognize from the movie. Cool. But it is quite a lengthy article about, like, what happened, what used to be there, you know, like, what it was used for. So definitely check it out, everybody. Very, very interesting. And what a great set for this great movie. Great set. Holy I'm, that's, shit. I'm so sad that it's yeah. like gone into disrepair. Yeah. I mean, a, a character of it in its own, you know, in the this movie, I would say. The girl in this... Sex in the City. <laughs> uh, yeah. So nice job, Club Neptuno. Now let's talk about anger. And how it affects people since this was like a rage virus, you know what I mean? And it just made me think like, what happens to people, especially I wanted to find out more specifically like post anger, like the 32 seconds. Interesting. Okay. Unfortunately, I didn't find too much about that, (laughs) but let's just talk about anger anyway. Yeah. So this is from betterhealth.vic.gov.au. So Australia, Australia. I believe. All right. It says here. (laughs) Anger triggers the body's... <laughs> I cannot do an Australian accent. Good eye, so, Mike! It says here. To t- <laughs> oh, boy. Just bad. I'm bad. Let's stop right now. Okay, so anger triggers the body's fight or flight response. The adrenal glands flood the body with stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol. The brain shunts blood away from the gut and towards the muscles in preparation for physical exertion. Isn't Whoa. that scary? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Heart rate, blood pressure, and respiration increases. The body temperature rises and the skin perspires. The mind is sharpened and focused. Whoa. Creeps, right? Like, yeah. 
talk, makes me think of like hung, hunter instinct I was, shit. I was about to say, somebody should make a movie about this. <laughs> so it says here, health problems with anger. The oh. constant flood of stress chemicals and associated metabolic changes that go with ongoing unmanaged anger can eventually cause harm to many different systems of the body. I mean, that makes sense. Girl, some of the short and long-term health problems that have been linked to unmanaged anger include headache, digestion problems, insomnia, anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, skin problems, heart attack, stroke. Woo! Okay. Well, guys, hey, everybody, let's learn some anger management skills. I mean, wow. I got some of these. Because uh, I yeah. do not. Uh, we don't want to be fucking in the midst of anger health related problems. Let's man. not. Let's not and say we did. So it says here, I thought this was helpful and interesting. Expressing anger in healthy ways. Yeah. Suggestions Scream on how to express into your... a <laughs> Into a paper bag. <laughs> Suggestions on how to express your anger in healthy ways include if you feel out of control, Walk away from the situation temporarily until you cool down. Mm. Amen to that. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. Recognize and accept the emotion as normal and part of life. Tough, but that's helpful. Hard. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's really hard. You have to be real aware. You have to Oof. like really pay attention to yourself. That shit is yeah. tough, bro. Yeah. Try to pinpoint the exact reasons why you feel angry. Yeah. <laughs> Once you have identified the problem, consider coming up with different strategies for how to remedy the situation. Do something physical, such as going for a run or playing sport. This is Australia. Playing sport. <laughs> playing sport. Playing sport. <laughs> you- sport? Playing sport. No. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Scotland playing Pl- part for Ireland. Part. Oh, dude, we cannot do it. Can't do it over here. Oi, mate, let's play some sport. No. That's good. No, no. that's good. That's good. I like no. that one. And finally, talk to someone you trust about how you're feeling. Amen to that. Totally. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't really find anything about like post anger stuff, but I did. Oh, man, I wish I could have could have found the tweet or what I saw. I think it was on Twitter where I saw something that was like, it takes your body a long fucking time to deal with anger outbursts, which makes a lot of sense. So, you know, let's, yes, normal feelings, everybody. We all get angry, but let's learn to manage and just recognize like what a strain it is to our system. So absolutely breathe, go for a walk, scream into a pillow, you know, meditate, drink a glass of water. Pet a puppy, you know, let's take care of ourselves. Totally. (laughs) Now let's talk about long takes. So this is from Wikipedia. It says here, in filmmaking, a long take, also called a continuous take or continuous shot, is a shot with a duration much longer than the conventional editing pace, either of the film itself or of films in general. Significant camera movement and elaborate blocking are often elements in long takes, but not necessarily so. I found this interesting here. It says the John Wick series of films are known for their long take fight scenes, which I thought you would like since you were a big John Wick fan. (laughs) I'm a huge John Wick fan. John Wick forever. 
And it says here, this was due to the budgetary constraints of using only a single high-end camera for all the filming and required really? close, yeah, close choreography with the various extras involved in the fights who had to run behind the camera after uh-huh. being among the first fallen t- attackers to come in again as new attackers. Wow, that's that cool? fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I fucking love those movies, man. I know you do. I know John you do. Wick, Keanu. Just <laughs> give me a man that wants to avenge his dog. That's all I oh, ever totally. want. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So these are some directors known for long takes. I'm only going to talk about the Latinos. Oh, I, I love that. I found Juan Jose Campanella, who is an Argentine television and film director, writer, and producer. He achieved worldwide attention with the release of The Secret in Their Eyes, for which he was awarded the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Nice job. I feel job. like I, I know the, that Jose. name. Yeah, yeah, same. Y también Alfonso Cuarón. I was going to is... say Children of Men. Hell, hell yeah. Because there's right. that one Ch- shot that in one Children fucking of shot. Men. Yes. Fucking yes. A, that movie's good. Yeah. And just wanted to remind everybody that Alfonso Cuaron directed A Little Princess, which I was the obsessed, best. obsessed with as a kid. Oh, my God. So fucking good. So that was a little bit about that. Let's talk about this Collider.com article called Settle In. Here are 22 of the most unforgettable long takes in movie history. Love that. So they did mention here what, what you just said, a city of men. Children was, of men? Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my kind of city. City of men. <laughs> Children of men. They do mention that here. But I just wanted to talk about the scary movies they mentioned, of course. So first yeah. of all, right here, The Tricycle Ride from The Shining, 1980. Absolutely. By the way, this was written by Drew Taylor, August 3rd, 2020. And it says here, in the sequence of Danny traversing the hotel, things don't add up. He'll jump floors, for instance, or turn a corner into a part of the hotel he never should have encountered. This was likely due to the configuration of the set, but it hasn't stopped shining sleuths from investigating its mysteries. With The Shining, nothing is as it seems, even the most amazing hypnotic steadicam shot. So just those fucking long ass yeah. shots following Danny. Not even that, just like throughout the film. Totally. And just so everybody knows, I fucking love The Shining. One of my so favorites. Do I. Uh, and also Poltergeist, 1982. What's it? When is? Yeah, I was thinking about this too. So they have this here. They talk about this particular scene. Uh huh. The chair scene. Yes, and different because yes, that too. That totally. (laughs) Because I yeah, that that part is long too. So it says here, there's a moment when the tiny medium. The tiny medium. The tiny medium. That's so sweet. Zelda Rubenstein. Oh my God. So there's a moment when the tiny medium decides they're finally going to retrieve a fucking Carol Ann that has been abducted by ghostly forces. The shot begins on one of her assistant ghost hunters writing a number on a tennis ball. And Rubenstein, Rubenstein? Zelda, addressing the parents of the girl. And the scientific team. Okay, cool. Got that. I'm remembering this. Zelda then walks almost into the camera, 
but there's activity going on throughout the depth of the sequence with Williams, Joe Beth Williams, the mama, calling yeah. out to Carol Ann and Nelson, the dad, fucking Craig T. Nelson, sulking hot. in the back. <laughs> so hot. The camera booms down as Zelda starts getting more information from the other side. I remember this. It's just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. close-up of her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the parents come forward. This is when she has that famous exchange about which parent disciplines the child more. Then it booms up to, to the dad, to Craig T. Nelson, to where he's almost looking into the camera, calling out for Carol Ann. Zelda then recedes to the back of the room with the doctor. The camera pushes in and allows for the mom to get into the camera lens and speak to Carol Ann for, uh, off screen. You know, she's in like the yeah. ghost realm or whatever. The sequence ends all the way back with Zelda delivering some more spooky dialogue and then the camera moving over to a doorknob. I do remember this sequence, but yeah, you, yeah, I, you yeah. don't even think about it sometimes. Absolutely you don't not. realize that well, you're That means in... it was good. Exactly. You're just so mm. invested. You don't even realize that it's a long take. And uh, that is my trivia for today. Love it. Let me ask you some questions, yeah? Yes. Johnny. Were you scared? Yes. Were you? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Fucking yes. Yes. Uh, what was your best scare? I have two, actually. And it wasn't so much like jump. It was uh -huh. more so just like, oh, creeps. First was the locker room sequence with the tennis balls. I love it. Gave me Scream 2 vibes with Gail sure. Weathers, you know, escaping Ghostface. Like, I love that. Just like creeping around corners. Who's there in the back? So fucking good. But I'll also give it to that slow-mo basketball court shot with La Iris y La yeah. Tata running in slow-mo. And then the doors just opening and the zombies just piling in. I was like, you know, it's like when you're being chased up the stairs. Yes. Oh, scared the shit out of me. What about totally. you? What was your best scare? I have. A, I had a few. Yeah. Uh one of them was the arm grabbing Tata from that that fucking totally. that was a good little jump scare. And the other one was when fucking Mimi was holding the baby and just Ugh. sitting there like ready to crush that skull. And I was just like, "Ooh, please don't do this. I this is terrifying. Shoulders to ears. To Shoulders the ears, to ears. Passed to the forehead. Like I was yeah. just like my head was in my stomach. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, my last little one, just because I love that shot so much and it creeped me out, was this was the dude running on the rooftop, like just mm. in the middle of no. Ew, it, I don't know why it made me feel yeah. really uneasy. What are you doing up um, there, dude? What are you doing? And why are you sprinting? I don't know, yeah. man. Sprinting is just like the creepiest of all exercises. <laughs> Stop why would you sprinting. ever sprint? <laughs> exactly. Nothing good came from sprinting. Look at Get Out. That that one guy that sprinted, right. he was terrifying. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite character? Edie's. I Me thought too. she was great. Uh, you man. know, she great mama mailed. vibes. She yeah. had an arc. You know, yeah. she she she's a great actress. I thought she totally. did a really, really wonderful job I felt for her. So that Delivered. was yours too, Edie's? Mine too, Edie's. Absolutely. What was your best line? It was a line that Luis said, where he said, Hoy no es un día para asustarse con la locura. Uh-huh. That was a good one. Which 
is means today's not a day to to get scared by insanity basically yeah, by like madness by madness basically like we gotta deal with it we gotta yeah. we gotta make moves we gotta make shit happen you know it's everywhere it. and this is not the day to we'll figure that out later exactly yeah totally. i was like ooh, that that caught me what about you yeah for me i had two uh, when Tata says literalmente sí, and I was like, love this sassy little line. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the other one was solo mamá tiene el poder. I was like, yeah, yep. hell yeah, mama's gonna save the day. Hell yeah. Uh, what was your best death? Oh fuck! I guess I'm gonna have to give it to fucking Cabrera, the cat. Oh <laughs> I wow! Hated okay. That. Yeah. It was I really that was awful. that's the one that affected me the most. I was just totally. like. I mean, when I rewatched this movie to take notes, I was like, nope, don't need to. It's CGI as fuck, but I don't care. I was like, yeah, it was, that it is was brutal. horrible. What about yeah. you? Mine was when she scissor stabbed that zombie that attacked Ooh. her in the smokestack thing. Yes. Just she was like, pop, 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 pop. And, you know, stabbing, yeah. you know, it's crazy for us. But like, you know this how we one, feel. Yes. We go roar. Like, even if it was a zombie, like, still, I was like, ooh, God, yes. zo- stabbing is the worst. So, that one. Yes. Did you learn anything from the culture? I mean, a little bit of, I, I heard some, like, of the slang here and there that was fun. But no, I don't think I did. No. What Me about either. you? I said no. No. And how many ooys do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie... You know, it's so funny. Sometimes talking through it, I I see the value in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really taken out by the uh, CGI baby. Unfortunately, that I was like, oh no. Yeah. And even though the movie is short, it's not very. It's like an hour and a half. I did feel like they could have like snipped it along. Just it moves. Don't yeah. get me wrong, it moves. But there were like suspense sequences where I was like, this is good, but I feel like just a little bit of tightening would have made it just a little bit more frightening. Yeah. Like in fucking La Casa Mula, where I was on edge. Yeah. But I, you know, the performances were great. I felt for these characters. I was clearly moved as evidenced by this episode. I, I love a zombie movie. I fucking love Me a zombie too. movie. So three and a half. What about yeah. you? I did three and a half too. I had a yeah. great time. I I love having a fuck up mom. I thought that was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the setting that we had. I loved this new these new zombie rules weren't uh, offensive to me. And usually, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty. You know, steadfast yeah. about my zombie rules, and this I was one, wondering I, how you'd feel about that. Yeah, yeah, I I wasn't totally angry about these. If mm-hmm. anything, I I can accept what they chose to have be the rules in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they gave us classic stuff of like people that just choose to do crazy things, like keep a fucking infected wife, and like that kind of shit. So. I yeah. appreciated the flavor of the flavors being mixed. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am looking forward to a sequel like that ending. I was like, 
Will she make it to the sea? What's the deal? I mean, she got her fucking face stomped in by a zombie. Like, that's tough. Will she make it? Yeah. Will she make it? And uh, will it even make a difference if you're if these zombies are popping up from the water, too? So what's this? What's the new level? So I'm excited. Same. Um, If you leave me wanting more, you can't go wrong. So absolutely. What a good time. Great. We did it. We did it. We've survived. Once again, another zombie apocalypse. Thank you, Club Neptuno, for housing us. You are Uh, terrifying. You're terrifying, (laughs) but we appreciate the options in basketball and tennis courts. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And thank you for being here with us. We appreciate every single one of you. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Send us an email at Uikiorror at gmail.com. Check out our link tree so you can see all the movies that we watch because we have them there. It's They're organized and lovely just for you. Thank you, Eileen, for putting that together. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Thank you to Sonoro for being the boat that will take us out from this bay. The albatross. The albatross. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow them on their sociales at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And Johnny, I say this in every zombie movie, you're the only one I want to have your wrists clapping at me. (laughs) Whatever the fuck that means. Same. (laughs) Exactly. I fucking love you very much. I fucking love you very much too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, que horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, que horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adios. Adios. Sonoro. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.